If you're hearing this, we thank you for listening to another edition of Is Stream Black Podcast, Brendan and Lauren. And we're here with a bonus episode to review the Oscar nominations that were announced this morning. Um, even though they said they were happening at 8 a.m., they didn't happen until 8.30, so I could have stayed at home longer than I anticipated. Sure. But um, anyway, Allison Williams and Oscar nominee uh, and winner Riz Ahmed announced the awards this morning i forget that he's british so yeah so do i yeah when he started talking i was like oh yeah (laughs) um so we're going to get into the awards first off just starting out um they're led this year by everything ever all at once which garnered 11 nominations um and that film was followed by the banshees and the shearing in the shearing and all quiet on the western front with both got nine nominations mm-hmm. we're going to briefly discuss the major awards um the snubs and surprises and whatnot so let's go ahead and start with um best picture yeah so any surprises here for you before we get into them um honestly the well not really because I, th- I think these are the films that we've all heard about throughout the year uh i will say that Seeing women talking there is a surprise because the BAFTAs left it off, but um, mm-hmm. I've heard good things about it. So, um, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was saying I'm not, a, I'm not that all. I'm not surprised that much. So, right. And I believe women talking only got two nominations. So, yeah, I think so. This is sort of a big one for them. Otherwise, other places it was sort of silent. So, yeah. uh, of course, there's 10 nominations. For best picture and they include all quiet on the western front avatar the way of water the banshees of inishirin elvis everything mm-hmm. everywhere all at once the fablemans tar top gun maverick triangle of sadness and women talking um i'm excited for everything ever all at once that's sort of like the indie darling of the year um yeah Excited to see it there. Top Gun was sort of expected, but never really confirmed. But that was sort of like the uh, feel-good movie box office blockbuster of the year. Right. Um, in a post-COVID era, people kept saying the theater's dead, and Tom and his gang were able to get folks in the seats. So um people are excited about that any others that you're excited about that you plan to see now that they're on this list um let's see like i said i watched all quiet on the western front over the weekend that that's a strong strong contender i can see i have i know why it's there uh, i think the ones i'm most excited to see though are tar and triangle of sadness i don't know where i'm gonna see triangle of sadness but tar like you said hits what was it was it paramount plus peacock Peacock, Peacock this Friday, so I'm excited to check that one out. But um, in terms of who go- who's going to win, I I generally do not know. <laughs> yeah, it could be a surprise either way. Um, right. The front runner is, is of course the Daniels film, but Banshee I could see being upset after some of the awards it's garnered um, throughout this mm-hmm. season. Um, both Banshee's and Sharon and Elvis are on HBO Max. Um. Yeah, I don't know about the other ones. Top Gun's on Peacock as well. No, Top Gun's on Paramount. Plus. It's on Paramount Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about the other ones, but hopefully they'll be announcing soon where you can see some of these movies, whether it's rent to own or uh, for streaming. That leads us to Best Director. And those nominees, again, are all male. That was sort of a, a vote of contention here as three of the prominent female directors of this year, including um, the director of all, uh, director of Women Talking were not nominated. So um, the directors are uh, Martin McDonald for, I'm saying his last name wrong, and I heard it this morning. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Irish. Yeah, their names are always kind of. Martin McDonald, something like that. For Banshees and Sheeran, uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schneert. Schneert. They're known as the Daniels for everything ever all at once. You have Steven Spielberg for the Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Uslan for Triangle of Sadness. Um, out of the three women that were omitted, I saw The Woman King by um, <clears throat> Gina Prince Bythewood. So I thought maybe she squeezed in there, but we have yet to have a woman, a female director, Black female director nominated. So um yes do you have a favorite here or you, someone you think will win um not really i don't know i'm not sure i have a favorite but i think maybe daniel kwan and daniel shiner may take it yeah but some, something about that film and the banshees of inisherin um they seem like uh dark horses but really really strong dark horses at the same mm -hmm. time i know people were really surprised that james cameron was not in the category but yeah I mean, how much directing are you doing with cgi and exactly all that stuff that if i'm gonna be honest right. i if i'm gonna be honest i don't know how that movie so quickly got into the oscar race now i haven't seen it or anything but still i'm just kind of like like what exactly Based off his name alone and this, I guess, unequivocal love for the original, I don't know. Honestly, I think it's white liberal people thinking that it's a story of unity right, right. and understanding when it's just white saviorism at its peak. So, right. yeah, I think that's why it gets all the, the rage. It makes them feel good about themselves. Yeah. That leads us to best actor in the leading role. Um, we have Austin Butler, who was sort of like expected for Elvis. Um, Colin Farrell, The Banshees in the Sheeran. Brendan Fraser, The Whale. Paul Mescal for After Sun was sort of a surprise. And Bill Nye for Living. Um, I'm, I, for me, the front runners, of course, are Brendan and Colin. Because uh, yeah. Brendan's kind of had this uh, swelling popularity as of late, um, sort of his stories returning to Hollywood after injury and just other backlashes and unfortunate incidents. Um, and Colin sort of, he's always been a good actor, but I feel like he sort of has transformed himself in the last few years from his early 2000s image of like a bad boy person. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, those are my two front runners there. What are your thoughts? I I think I'd have to agree. I think you gotta watch out for Austin Butler. A lot of people seem to like that movie. Um mm -hmm. 
the the other two, Paul Miskol for After Sun and Bill Nye for Living. I'm not sure how many people will have seen that, and obviously the people aren't voting for it. But um, I just think maybe those are a bit too far fetched. But yeah, I think it's between Colin Farrell and Brendan Fraser for sure. Yeah, definitely. I hear people really yeah. loved Austin Butler, but not Elvis. So right, right. Uh, supporting actor, we have Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keegan for uh, The Banshees and the Sheeran. Brian Tyree Henry, which is a surprise nomination. I don't think I saw his name anywhere else this year. No, I don't think so. But I'm happy for him because he's he he's always excellent in whatever role he's yeah. in. Yeah, he's and, he's so good. <laughs> yeah, and it's that film's only nomination, so. Right. Congratulations, Brian, for Causeway, uh, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, and of course, the favorite this year, Ki Hu Kwan for Everything Ever All at Once. Um, I'm still rooting for Ki Hu Kwan. I don't see how he loses here. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think he takes it for sure. Um, as nice as it would be to see Brian Tyree Henry, because like you said, he he's always at 100%, no matter what he's acting in. I, I think... I think uh, Kihi Kwan is going to walk away with it. Yeah. But I'm ha happy Brian's finally getting some shine because he's been great so long in Atlanta and never really got right weapons there. So, yeah. Brings us to actress in a leading role. And this is where a lot of folks come through their arms in the air asking, <laughs> you know, what's going on. Of course, you had um, the favorites, Kate Blanchett for Tar. Uh, Michelle Yao for Everything Ever All at Once. Michelle Williams got here for The Fablemans, uh, which many people were sort of weary about because people don't consider her a lead in this film at all. She's more a supporting role. Yeah. So based off her past history alone, she got in there. Ana de Armas arrived for Blonde, which... Wow. <laughs> I guess. I... I guess you don't have to like the film to be nominated, but the film has to be yeah. good at least, is my yeah. understanding. Um, so congrats to her, I guess. And then uh, Andrea Risborough, um, who I had never seen before until the Matilda musical on Netflix. She played Matilda's mother. Uh, okay. Yeah, she was nominated for To Leslie. So this film came out whenever we did this year. Literally had no type of speed until a month or so ago. Where I guess she was campaigning for herself. And people were like, oh, it would be nice. Then within, within the last few weeks, a bunch of celebrities like Gwyneth Paltrow, Jennifer Anderson... Charlize Theron, Edward Norton, a bunch of white people started campaigning for her, paying for folks to go to the theater to see this film, saying that she's excellent, she deserves to be nominated, and all of a sudden, she's here. Wow. So, all year long, we've been discussing the possibilities of either Viola Davis or Danielle Deadweiler getting nominated for The Woman King or Till, and it's just very interesting that this competent actress of course in her own right just all of a sudden is placed here because the words of white artists all of a sudden yeah. 
you know, Danielle's done the campaigning, she's gone here, she's gone there, money pushing the campaign, and then all of a sudden that can be uprooted just because they said so. I don't like that. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I swear to you, this is the first I've heard of it. When the nominations came out, that was it. I was like, wait, what? I hadn't heard anything else about it. So um, I've only heard, I listened to a podcast that mentioned her, but they were very doubtful that she would get there just because it seemed far-fetched. And then people yeah. on Twitter, I guess, and film Twitter were saying, you know, campaign for her, blah, 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 blue, blue, blue. Why couldn't these actors do the same for Daniel Deadweiler this whole time where she's getting nominated in the conversation and yet right. doesn't get the chance? So yeah. out of 90, 93 of 94 actresses to win, we still only have Halle Berry. Yeah. Well, I think um, this would be Michelle Williams' fifth nomination for an Oscar, which is kind of amazing. Um, Anna de Armas, no, just a big old no, nigga. Just sorry. It's uh, mm -hmm. but I think I think it comes down between Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yao, definitely. Exactly. So and believe Michelle Yao is the first Asian actress to be nominated for Best Actress. Wow, and I think the last Asian to be nominated in that role might have been well she's the first Asian actress to be nominated since like 1962 yeah oh, 34 yeah I saw it it was like it it was a long long time yeah it's been a millennium literally so congrats to yeah I'm definitely rooting for her or Kate after I watched her but Michelle yeah. definitely get it um and we transitioned the actress and supporting role we have Angela Bassett um for Black Panther Wakanda Forever Hong Xiao for The Well, Harry Condon for The Banshees and the Sharon, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Hsu for Everything Everywhere All at Once. So we're having sort of like an Asian renaissance here with Michelle mm -hmm. and Yu Kwan. Um, we also have Hong Xiao and Stephanie Hsu. Um, Hong Xiao has been excellent in everything I've seen her in ever since yeah. Homecoming on Prime Video. Um, I believe she should have been nominated for Watchmen as the villain in that series on yeah, HBO. Yeah. Um, and she was good in the, in the menu as well. So I'm happy to see her here getting um, recognition. And then the fact that... Okay, I, I understand this is Jamie Lee Curtis's first Oscar nomination... She's a film vet with Halloween and Freaky Friday, yada, yada, yada. But Stephanie deserves the nomination over Jamie because Stephanie is literally the crux of that film. Yeah, yeah. Like, Stephanie and Michelle are quintessentially the leads and uh, Ki-Hu Kwan, but it, the film would not work without Stephanie. She's like the emotional compass of that movie. And I'm so happy she's here. This is her first nomination and she deserves. I'll be happy if Angela wins, but I'll be more happy if Stephanie gets this. Yeah, yeah. That brings us to... Where the that? Director. No, we did director. Yeah, we did all that. That was pretty much... Oh, that's the last one, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I wasn't really surprised anywhere else. Um, I was surprised RRR didn't get in the international film category at all. Yeah, same. Because that was sort of huge. Um, we have Diane Warren with her 14th nomination. She has yet to win, however, so... <laughs> And in the international one, I think that's going to be kind of a runaway for All Quiet on the Russian Front. I've heard incredible things about Argentina 1985, which that's on Amazon Prime for anybody Okay. looking to watch that. But um, I just don't see anything beating that, really, Right. except maybe in the uh, best, best picture, so... Definitely. Um, elsewhere, again, another nomination for Ruthie Carter for costume design for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, I'm really happy for Ryan Johnson getting nominated for Adapted Screenplay. This is the second nomination for Knives Out uh, film, so good for him. Um, and that was the second nomination for Women Talking was Adapted Screenplay. So Okay. the writing was good, but the picture was good, but you couldn't nominate the director. Right. <laughs> Very odd. Um, and then for those that are wanting to know where you could possibly watch the Best Picture nominees, Entertainment Weekly has posted a story where everything will be streaming or is streaming currently. As mentioned before, All Quiet on the Western Front is on Netflix. Avatar The Way of Water will eventually come to Disney+. Plus. The Banshee's Inner Sharing is on HBO Max. Uh, Elvis is also on HBO Max. Everything Ever All at Once is streaming on new Showtime app platforms, and I have Showtime via Hulu, so that's where it is for me. Uh, the Fablemans is just available on Video On Demand. Or, as we mentioned, it's coming to Peacock on January 27th. Top Gun Maverick is on Paramount+. Plus. And Triangle of Sadness um, is video on demand, as well as Women, women Talking is in select theaters. So um, I think, I'm pretty sure, other than if you don't have streaming, you can video demand everything except for Women Talking. So hopefully you get to see... Uh, all the best picture nominees is to gauge whether they deserve uh, the recognition or not. And we will see you all on the evening of the Oscars on March 12th. Yeah. Till then, keep on streaming. Peace.